0: Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It's
1: January. What's there to do? A lot, people. A whole lot. Hey, you're inside Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Weekend have January 7th and 8th. That's his first turn of the calendar page. Gotta love this weather. A lot of things are happening. You want to be on the water. You want to be in the woods. You have the white perch bites going crazy. The pickle, the largemouth bass, find the spots. The fish are chewing their heads off. Hey, out front, boy, those, those tog. You get some white or They're hitting some greens as well. If you get some white leggers, you'll put some double-digit tog on the deck. Don't forget, winter bow season is going on for deer. That'll be coming up our next up, we have small games still going on. And don't forget, today and tomorrow, down there at the Wildwood Convention Center, the Wildwood Fishing and Boating Expo runs today, 9 to 5, and tomorrow, 9 to 2. And that white perch bite, can you stand it? Oh, we have a really jammed show. That's it for the intro. We're talking winter bow deer in the next segment. Grab that cup. Grab that Red Bull. Be right back. Rack and Finn Radio. Welcome to 2023. Firing on all cylinders. I love the winter season. No ice fishing yet, though. Ah, Hey, maybe we shall see a little later on in January and February. We can only hope. Be right
0: back. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. Hi. Afternoon. Atlantic City Electric here to install your new smart meter.
2: Did I order a new
3: meter?
4: No. We're replacing old meters in South Jersey with new smart meters. What's the catch? No catch. Just more insight and functionality. Which means? Soon, you'll have even more reliable electric service and new tools and programs to help you save energy and money.
3: Yep. That's smart. Learn more about smart meters at AtlanticCityElectric.com slash The thought of my sons growing up without me inspired me to quit smoking. I talked to my doctors, and then I threw away all my cigarettes, ashtrays, and lighters. I started exercising instead of smoking.
5: Staying away from alcohol when I was first quitting was key. I kept on trying, learned something each time. Do
3: whatever it takes.
4: No matter how many times it takes.
3: We did it, so can you.
4: For free help, call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and CDC.
0: Rack and Finn Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio ninety five point five.
1: And this week, uh, I tell you, it is it covered the Wildwood Expo, but the winter bow se- as as well. John Rambo said,
0: "It's never over. It's never over."
1: And we're talking deer season in Jersey. Wow, it goes six months. It's never over. Almost winter bow season is going on a little bit of a no- misnomer there with the weather. Winter bow. Man, I saw, some, I saw some deer under a tree, man, drinking pita coladas. It was 64 degrees that we were hunting by Mill May. Wow. But I'll tell you, the deer, are, and the people that say, I don't know, far more experienced than me, they say deer don't move when it's warm. I don't know. We saw plenty of deer movement, various spots. They are there. Give us uh, some winter bow hunting tips. Veteran bow hunter, 41 years. God bless that. I said, would you start when you were three? Guy's really young-looking. Young-looking spends a lot of time in the South Jersey woods. It's Bill Brown, veteran. Like I said, veteran bow hunter has. Check out that photo of that buck uh, on the blog here. So I had to get Bill on the show. Talk some winter bow hunting techniques. What to do. More importantly, what not to do. And there's there's still plenty of bone walking around out there. We found a couple of sheds already, but uh, we saw way out of range, but saw nice on the edge of a field. This, this guy still had a rack. Sorry, Bill Brown. I get a little low kiss when we're talking deer, honey. How you doing, little brother? I'm good. How are you, Tom? I'm so well, I know I'm i know I'm keeping you from being in the woods. So thank you very much for coming on Rack and Fin Radio. <laughs> but Bill, this is uh from a lovely D Marie indeed, this I I love it all, but this is our favorite season, the warm weather and rain, whatever notwithstanding. Especially we have to get some snowfall. I love winter bow hunting and it's one not that many people out there two uh the woods are naked and clean i mean this is the time of year and bill there's still plenty of opportunities now bill hunts primarily public land yeah Bill, that was a public land deer so bill uh opportunities are there it's just a matter of putting
6: the time in correct yes that's absolutely i just no matter what the temperature is out you just got to go sit you got to get out there if, you, if you're not if you're not sitting you can't get them you know we laughed <laughs> about that but that's that's more true than we like to believe well
0: bill, here, here's the um, thing
1: uh the, these deer especially on, on on public acreage have been hard pressed since uh, those dmZs that opened what September 12th or 13th or whatever they've been hard pressed now going on into the six months September October November December yeah January going into the sixth month I don't know man they seem to be the ones we saw look yeah look down turn around. look I mean they were they were really on edge maybe our scent uh, was in there or whatever you find them uh tougher customers at this turn of the calendar page.
6: Yeah, yeah, they definitely are. I mean, uh, the the piece that I hunt is uh, actually was driven very heavily this year, um, and it's it's kind of strange. You just wouldn't believe how many deer make it through the, the drives and the, yeah. and the pressure, and, and everybody being out there in the woods, but they do. They definitely do.
1: Well, I, I'll never forget when I first uh, came down to South Jersey, eighty-eight or eighty-nine. I was a guest of a gun club, big gun club that uh, you know that drives strictly, dri- and they drive Wharton State Forest. I said, guys, I want to hunt. I'm there for, I was doing, a, I think the publication was Fishing and Hunting News. I was doing a lot of uh, articles and, and cover photography okay. for them. And I just was, was up in a stand. And uh, these guys are very coordinated. But probably 50, 60 people involved in this club. You know, where the vans come out with the table, folding tablecloths oh, for yeah. a lunch the whole bit. I watched this yeah. buck, not, they, you know, South Jersey, nice little tight basket, six or eight point. I don't remember. I'm up in a tree and I watched this deer get down into these bull briars, cap briars, whatever they call them. And I'm pointing down the guy you could not see him. That deer did not move. And you could, I saw from where I was, and then they disappeared. The the guys kept going. The drive kept going. Ten minutes later, Brown, that deer, got up, skinnied out, pretty much on his belly, and
6: took off in the other direction. And yes. I believe you. Yep. I believe you 100% there, Tom, 100%. I mean, this year we were driven from opening day, 7 o'clock a.m., me and my son, Zach, and, we both walked out of the woods after the drivers went through. He shot a four pointer and I shot an eight pointer. And it was it's mind boggling for all the noise and all the commotion and, and everything that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what, you just gotta sit. You know you know how that typical thing is, you know, sit at seven, you sit till nine, you go out, you have your coffee and everything. Try sit until ten. Try sit until eleven. Good point. Put a little extra time in. Cause uh, the deer the deer know, they they pattern us as much as we pattern them. So, because they're a little nervous and they've got all that pressure from the year, you got to put that little extra in, and and you can't forget the basics. You know, you can't forget about your setup and and doing the scouting and doing putting the time in to increase your odds. Where are you looking
1: now, high pressure deer? You're looking for uh, river bottoms, swamp bottoms, uh, any little hills. Where's your area of operation,
6: generally? uh to be to be honest with you i look for a super thick area any of those would qualify as long as it is thick and also pines uh obviously the super warm weather uh changes it the pines increase the temperature you know i mean it's just warmer where there's the dark green
0: mm-hmm.
6: um but anywhere next to thick i try not to hunt in the thick only because i want to pull them out like if, I, if i'm baiting i'm not going to bait in the thick i'm going to bait next to the thick or mm-hmm. if i'm hunting sign and there's acorns on an oak grove next to a super thick swamp. Um, I know they're going to be coming out of there. I don't want to blow them out their one security cover. After all this year, any deer that made it, they have some pretty sound security cover to make it through shotgun, to make it through all the seasons. So I want to go in there and blow them out of there. I like the fact that they feel safe, they're secure, but I'll get on the edge. And hopefully they got to come out and eat sooner or later. And whether it's acorns, whether it's, you know, who knows, the the holly berries. There's like a million you know mass crops out there that they're rummaging for at the at the moment or if I have a bait pile you know what I mean they're going to come out they're going to eat you just got to be there and it's about consistency and it's about putting your time in I think
1: Bill, speaking of, of bait pile's uh, a little non of secret here I ran into it basically looked like uh, bunker hill remember the revolutionary war this pile of sugar beets holy god <laughs> I I think this guy yeah, had all beets the, are this guy had all of the county and cumberland county deer like, there's big invitation out there but bill now like this now. the scent game I mean watching your thermals naturally you load it up with cover scent and now also but let me ask you this all your experience are you a proponent of thinking there is a secondary rut that maybe you know a, a, a artificial naturally has to be by law now uh or you know doe and estrus uh, scent as an attractant what do you think
6: i i Absolutely, and it not only is a secondary, there's a tertiary. I, I think the rut keeps happening until all the does are bred, and, and those younger ones will keep coming in to until they're caught up with. Um, the scent thing is is using sense. You know, I love the new um, Evercom that is the uh, non biological one, so it's the the one we can use in the state of New Jersey. Um, it worked fantastic for me this year. I had deer go up and like lick the branches it was on. Evercom um, worked just.
1: Hello, Bill. You know, Bill Evercom. I I think I've uh, I think I've heard of that. That's not new, is
6: it? No, no. It's been around a while, but uh, this year the synthetic came out, um, which is legal in New Jersey.
1: Now, how are you applying this to your person, to the surroundings? Both what?
6: Uh, I don't put it on myself, but I'll put it on a few branches, like a uh, overhanging a scrape, or just in the area on a tree. Um, it just gave me that edge. And I, I think it was, uh, I was leery with anything synthetic, but it worked fantastic. I, I couldn't be happier with it.
1: Okay, join us on the Pen line this morning. January 7th is Bill Brown, veteran uh, South Jersey bow hunter, 41 years experience, and downs him every year public lands people again private land you have access to private land that's great deer are still wary as hell this time of year but to consistently have the opportunity in other words seeing deer with the chance for a shot on public land this at this stage of the bow hunting game winter bow is that that that's a feat unto itself now bill i know some guys swear by again you mentioned a secondary rut even tertiary rut putting out a doe decoy have you seen that done this time of year
6: I, I have seen it done. I've done it myself, um, mm. especially out at the rye Fields. I've given it a try. And uh, it can be super effective. Uh, but I have also experienced it just scaring the crud out of them. They, <laughs> they, they, they You'll get one reaction or the other. That I find no middle ground there. They'll either come right in or they'll just turn and run away. Bill,
1: even worth, uh, even worth to rattle or uh, tap the grunt?
6: I'm going to say yes. I mean, I, I do it. I do. it. Mm-hmm. I'll give it a try it, and I'll only do it if I'm looking at the deer. I prefer to see the reaction. I don't like just sitting in the tree stand doing it and then not having any deer come in and wondering, right. did I scare them away or not? I want to see the reaction of the deer. So if I see a buck and he's moving off, I will definitely try anything in my bag of goodies to bring them to me. And if I happen to, to spook him out, well, then I know not to do, yeah. <laughs> do that for a bit, you know?
1: Well, so. no, Yeah. Here's the thing too. Um, a recent hunt, uh, Lovey Dee Marie. She uh, was, actually was a uh, permit bow uh, towards the end of that. But of, of all things, we didn't get until we, we were waiting to do the two hour mandatory and then the, do the magic hour singing. It's before dark. Bill, we weren't in the blinds. It's probably one o'clock, quarter after one in the afternoon. We weren't in the blind three minutes. I didn't even get a chance to get into my Kit Kat, Bill, in my coverall pocket, my <laughs> Kit Kat, my good luck blueberry oh, Kit you. Kat. D. Marie whispers, there's a bug coming in. It's right there and I couldn't barely see and then again Bill one thirty in the afternoon like at a you know no magic hours and and he had a little bit of a ruck on his neck was still a little thick but like you said early morning late afternoon until you know until uh, a half hour after sunset prime time but they're going to be moving around all times this this point of the game right
6: absolutely absolutely I, I and you know what I, I think it, it goes by your prep work and uh Pressure affects it. Definitely. Pressure is a factor, but it's your prep work. How do you approach your stand? How do you set up your stand? Um, I, I almost – this is going to sound a little strange, but like our generation, um, I feel like we haven't passed on the scouting knowledge to the next generation. It's, it's a lot of people that I talk to say, I'm going to go throw 100 pounds of corn out. Set up a tree stand and kill a deer. Time right That's there, seen, right it there. Definitely
1: happened. Right there, Bill. Not to interrupt you, being rude, but it's Tom P. You know that. You know me, <laughs> but I uh, I concur one thousand percent. It's made it easier. The skills have been have been lost.
6: Yeah, it's it's about getting and reading the sign. Like I want to increase my odds. So when I go to set up, whether I'm baiting or whether I'm hunting sign, whether it's a scrape and rubs and and, and you know whatever, if it's, I'm it's, um, hunting a trail. You know, we call them billy-go runs out there in the in the swamps and stuff. They, they're they all, like, black. But before I do that, I'm going to consider the wind. You know what I mean? I see guys still going out and setting up tree stands on the west side of a bait pile, and I look at them, and I'm like, our wind is primarily out of the west, fellas. This is not a good idea. You know, and, and they're like, oh, really? And well, I'm yeah. like, boy, did I do this bad a job, you know, passing on my knowledge of what's going on around here? You know, and I, and I feel like we really got to do that. We really got to re-educate this new generation it's not just about grabbing a crossbow and, and shooting arrows around the woods you know it's yeah. there's some craft to it
1: uh listeners and i again concur with uh bill brown on this his son zach and noah are deer killing machines selective yes and <laughs> want the antlers yes but they get deer on public lands yes like their dad yes every year by but bill instilling that in them I mean, I've seen no hands and knees through there. I mean, it, that's that's yep. vital. I mean, dumping the corn. Again, still, you can put the corn down. You can put the carrots. You can put, you know, the, the sugar beets or whatever. You're set up incorrectly. They're not going to come in. You
6: know, it, it also depends on what you want. If you want to shoot the, the older, more mature deer, you, you're going to have to put the odds in your favor. And and that's, that's everything. That's everything we just talked about. That's, you know, checking your scent. You know, it's, oh, I use the scent spray. It doesn't matter where I sit. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. Oh. scent spray does not cover everything. You you've got to have the wind in your favor, you know. But you also have to do the scent spray. You know, I use Ozonics. I use I use all kinds of cover scents. I use you know the clean the, the scent free soap. Mm-hmm. Everything you can do to put the put the edge on. Uh, help me get to the to the finish line. There. That's that's the goal.
1: Okay, Bill. Now, Bill, we have again deer behavior. <laughs> I'm thinking of buck behavior. I, People, I'll, I will take a dough, some DMZs. We ha- I'll take a dough. I'm into the meat, my lovely De Marie's into the rack phase, which is fine. This is great. But we have this warm spell now. It's going to be getting cold now, Bill. They're talking by the third possible snowstorm somewhere between January 12th and 15th, and another big cold snap coming. When it's cold, Yes, yes, shout out to Batteries Plus for my heated seat for my big butt. Yes, it does work. We were ice fishing up in the polka dots. It does work, and it's rechargeable. Bill, when the cold hits, I mean, when it hits, that can make being in a blind or trees, in a blind, you may have the little buddy heat or whatever. That can be torturous. I've seen Denise up there with snot sickles down to her chin refusing to come down. I mean, you have to put the time in there. How Beating that cold, man, and having the perseverance, of, how do you do it?
6: For, for me, it's a lot of hot hands, and uh, keeping my eye on the prize, I'm, I'm very familiar with uh, everybody around me likes to say that i form formed my own stalactites, um, so I know what you're talking about, um, but I, I try to sit, when it's bitter, bitter, bitter cold, don't forget the middle of the day. The deer are like us. They like the comfort. You know, they want to sit in their beds and not get up till it's the warmest part of the day. Try the middle of the day. When it gets that freezing, freezing cold temperatures, they will be moving. Bill, I noticed
1: a little again, non sequitur here, but it still involves hunting. I noticed that years and years ago with my cousin Mario Bones Rossi up there in the Delaware water gap and down some of the areas in South Jersey. Squirrel hunting. We're squirrel fanatics. And we're out there and just the sun's coming it. up, it's hey, you know, it's sunrise. We're out there before sunrise way and then now we're talking January, February, right? We're camping at a lean to freezing our, our asses off, whatever. And uh <laughs> We don't start to see, We're walking. We're, we're there on stand. What, what the hell are the squirrels? Where are the squirrels? Finally learned about ten o'clock, ten thirty. Especially after the sun's up a little bit. Boom! They appeared like magic, and then we saw a deer too. Same thing. They they, they yeah. don't like it. They, they don't know. like it that cold either.
6: Yeah. No, no. it takes that bitter cold to, to get that cycle going. But but once it changes and once it gets to that, you will see a ton of animals in the middle of the day. A
1: mm. ton. Bill, in closing here, your your choice. I mean, your your rack. What do I call you in the blog? A rack rocker. Passing yes, yes you did. passing up bucks, especially on public land. Is there ever in the back of your mind? Hey, there's a nice eight. Look at that beam on him. He's probably three and. A- I think I'm going to wait till next year. He might you know might be a ten, might be an eleven or a twelve. Or- ever have that little tingling in the back of your mind that somebody else might get him before then?
6: Oh my gosh, Tom! I've had this conversation with so many of my friends. Uh, uh, the, the one guy, Louie, that I hunt with, we we after hunting, we always would text each other or call each other. Oh, I let one go. Oh man, he's just going to get shot by somebody else. That's a yeah. that's a constant fear in New Jersey. I'm sorry, that's a constant thing. You're hunting public land. That's it. It's yeah, always a possibility. But uh, you know what? It 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 doesn't change me. Um, I shot the deer. The big one that I shot this year was on the last day of uh, permit bow. And I let go probably twenty five thirty. Very nice deer. <laughs> um, it's it ain't easy. That's all and, I'm gonna say. It and listeners,
1: easy. this is this is public land. I'm not even gonna give the county, but it's in South Jersey, and it is public property. So the deer are out there. Enjoy the winter bow season. This is going to go until January thirty first. Predicated on the DMZ, uh, you're going to be hunting. Let's run over some of the bag limits. Well, and and DMZs, seven, eight, nine, ten limits, or thirty. Go to page thirty-six. Something one DMZ we hunt up there. The f- season goes till February eighteenth. Other areas statewide, it goes to the thirty-first. The limits go from nine antlers and one antler, two deer may be taken at a time, to five antelus and one antler, to unlimited antlers and one antler, two antlers or one antlers and one antler, two deer. Only one may be antlered, and we're going to be hunting DMZ forty-six. Only one deer can be taken, so that is where this nice um, this nice rack is walking around. My lovely Dee Marie has her sights on. Um, well, Bill Brown, thanks for joining us on Rack of Radio Always uh, no enjoy your expertise. Thanks for having me, Tom. Hey, the winter bow, Bill. That's that's the game. That's that's uh, to me. That's the. I mean, the rut's great, but that's the prime time again. From from my end, yeah. a lot less pressure on the public lands. And that adds to a quality experience. You know, you want want to have deer moving around is one thing, but two, this time of year, it's tough, and the deer are on high alert. And, Bill, thanks for your uh, tips and and techniques there. Greatly appreciate it. One last question, Brown. How high up do you go? Uh, Nosebleed? (laughs) Probably 25 feet. That's what I said. I talked to Bill Brown's son, Noah Brown. Shout out to Noah there. He's out, pop 25, sometimes 30, depending on where he's hunting. I said, does he have a parachute, a short drop parachute? (laughs) Eh, Brown, you guys, you guys are there. there. (laughs) So you take care. Have a happy new year. Hope to see you this spring sometime.
6: Yeah, good luck. Good luck this winter, Tom. Thank you very much. Take care.
1: Bill Brown, what a guy. And just shares the knowledge. Just shares the knowledge. You know, and he does it on public. I know exactly where he hunts. Somebody here public land the deer are there you can't get them all i remember when the crossbows became legal they're gonna wipe out the herds no okay either ehd outbreak we get that but you know they recover the deer recover nature abhors a vacuum we grab that cup grab that red bull be right back rack and finn
0: radio it's never over <laughs>
7: Our connections make powerful things happen, uniting individuals and communities. We are Rotary. We are people of action. And together, we turn great ideas into reality by accessing our networks, our experience, and the best of ourselves to make a difference. Around the world, Rotary brings leaders together to build new friendships and to solve problems. Like in Austria, where generations work side by side to build sustainable housing and community centers. In India, volunteers run a mobile blood bank to help provide a steady blood supply for their local community. And in Taiwan, people are working hard to get vulnerable citizens the support and services they need. With over one million members, we know what people can do when they come together. Take action with us. Find out more At rotary.org slash action
3: to some people the sound of a baby babbling doesn't mean much but that's not necessarily true by six months they're combining vowels and consonants by nine months they're trying out different kinds of sounds And by 12 months, their babbling is beginning to take on some meaning. Especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Early screening and intervention can make a lifetime of difference and unlock a world of possibilities. Take the first step at AutismSpeaks.org. A Public Service Announcement, brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Are they ready? Are you ready? Giving your child their first phone is an important and often difficult decision. After all, it is a milestone in your child's development. The Phone Ready Quiz from the American Academy of Pediatrics can help make this decision easier. Go to HealthyChildren.org forward slash PhoneReadyQuiz to take a short questionnaire developed by pediatricians that'll help you decide if you and your child are ready, almost ready or not yet ready for their first phone. And get tips about how your child can develop a healthy relationship with technology. So are they ready, almost ready or not yet ready? What about you? Go to healthychildren.org forward slash phone ready quiz today. Just 10 short questions can help you find out. That's HealthyChildren.org forward slash phone ready quiz. I'm
5: a wife and the mother of two kids, and I've got a good job.
7: Bye, mom. See you, mom.
5: A pretty important job. Because of my family and my job, I really care about this neighborhood. It's a good neighborhood. Yes, there's some crime. And when I drive to work, like now, I realize that some people here don't trust the police so the police should be reaching out to this community and this community should reach out to the police that's the way to make this a safer place and when i get to work in the precinct house and put on my uniform i can tell you as a police officer that this department is reaching out to the community and the community is doing its part we're building partnerships this should be happening everywhere this is how we can all be safer get involved Start the
0: conversation. Start the conversation and help stop crime. To learn the five things you can do, go to ncpc.org slash crime A message from the National Crime Prevention Council and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Eating, working, living
4: pain-free. These are a few of the things many of us take for granted. Yet for many United States military veterans, finding and affording oral health care is a challenge dental lifeline network is looking for dentists who can change this will you volunteer to help people like richard a u.s naval veteran who suffered severe ptsd after his service he was left homeless for a period of time and his oral and overall health are suffering because of congressional limitations the va can't provide the dental help he needs through our will you see one vet program we focus on helping u.s military veterans like richard Now we are seeking more general dentists and specialists to donate treatment to at least one veteran with special needs. When you volunteer with DLN's program to see one vet, we handle the details so you can focus on the care. If you are a dentist or know a dentist, please share this message and help us make a difference in the life of a veteran in need. Visit willyouseeonevet.org to learn more. That's willyouseeonevet.org.
8: The future depends on teachers. Every day, teachers are shaping our tomorrows, starting their students on journeys that will change the course of history. Right now, in a classroom somewhere in the United States, there's a teacher inspiring a future scientist who will make preventing pandemics their life's work, sharpening the mind of an aspiring environmentalist who will help combat climate change, and generating possibilities for a student who will be the first in their family to graduate college. It all starts with teachers who meet challenges with creativity, who reinvent education for the future, who work towards a school system that lifts up every child, regardless of race, income, or zip code, and who enable the full potential of our students, our communities, and our country. Explore a career that leaves a legacy you can be proud of. Shape the future. Teach. Learn more and receive free support at teach.org.
0: Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P., WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: Here we go, look out below, back inside Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P., first show in January. 2023. Yeah, that was Bill Brown talking winter bow season deer tactics. The bucks are still there. We we found, uh, like I said, we found a couple of sheds and we saw one, a uh, nice one walking around with one antler. That's, that's still funny as hell when you see that. But what's been in the news, man? This torrid, torrid perch bite with this warm spell going on, uh, just prior to that big freeze. There, I was. Well, I guess the wind. I was hoping beyond hope, beyond hope, that Collins Code would have safe ice. Now, the size I am now, I'd need probably f- five inches. Tidal ice five inches. But now the wind uh wind kept it open. But there was some fantastic perch fishing going on before. Everyone was keyed in on the bass now. Trade really the stripers and the tog, perch, man. They are there and they are chewing their heads off. The feed bags are on. Now another what we-, we have another weather pattern changing uh change coming in. Uh, I think the next week, sometime. So get on the perch and get on them now. Join us on the line right now. Very special guest, as always, kicking off the first show of the new year. Captain Dave the Rave Show, the am Bay Sports Center, 81 Natalie Terrence and i He is the White Perch Maven for the area. Captain Dave, thanks for joining us. The perch are chewing their heads off, Cap. What are you
9: seeing? Well, what I'm seeing is is Happy New Year. Um, <laughs> uh, we've, been, <laughs> we've been we've been we've been going through this for a long time now. Every time there's a there's a, se- a new season opens up. Um, you know, we're always happy New Year, year yeah. on on here, and unfortunately, for for you River and Back Bay anglers, the striped bass have closed up as of January first. So that's not so happy for you. Yep. In most of these river areas, um, it is a happy New Year for the perch fishing. This, um, without a doubt, has been the best. Yeah, the best white perch fishing I've ever seen since since the late '60s, early '70s, when they first discovered Collins Cove.
1: Dave, I'll tell you, they are big and they are thick and they are. I mean, Dave, we even caught some. Ran out of worms, caught some on fish bites. Check that out.
9: Yeah. Oh, they they've been aggressive. I had I had a customer come in yesterday morning. Um, he had bought a dozen. Dozen jumbo bloodworms the day before him and his buddy on on the one dozen worms had ninety three perch and he says well I got one more chewed up piece on one <laughs> one of my one hook of my top and bottom rig and it was had little yellow yellow pill floats on it he threw that in he said he pulled up a double they're so hungry they, the the one yeah. that was trying to eat the eat the float so. Dave, there's a uh, lot. of 95 yeah. fish on a dozen. That, yeah. Worms are expensive, but that, that's a pretty, oh, that, good, definitely pretty your, good percentage.
1: Definitely your money's worth there. Well, listen, there's a lot of work of uh, tidal creeks, uh, creeks, as they say, further down in, in uh, Cape May County, where the, the the perch bite is just going strong. But, Dave, where are we looking for them now? I mean, are they going to be concentrated in the deeper holes, at the edges of the drop-offs? What's the deal? And tide, outgoing, incoming. What do you think, Dave?
9: Well, I hear people catching them any tide. Um, but but I think the big thing right now, we had, I think that, that cold snap did concentrate them. I think they were still, the water wasn't super cold. Um, and I think they were still scattered and feeding. But that got, they got pushed down into schools, into deep holes. So right now, it seems like the edges of, yeah, of the deep water areas are yeah, you know, where they're coming up to look for something they can eat. down you know, mm. and it, and the water's warming up with this yeah, we've had yeah, you know, we've had days over sixty degrees with the sun out up up in the woods. That warms yeah. things up pretty good.
1: Well Dave, you know what I found odd in that? I guess just the, now through the ice. I'll never forget. I believe he's a conservation officer now. His first name is Ryan. I think the last great year we had on the Molecular Collins Cove. Um, that's where I met your. Uh, I said your brother, brother-in-law. Is that your brother, Tommy. Tom? Yeah, he was there. He's Balam. You, Carberry, shout out to you there, from, uh, Bureau of Marine uh, Fisheries. That whole crew was out. It was you know they're off over there. Everyone's catching fish, and not lots, but just enough you know, keep it going. And this guy, he was uh, he was working for Marine Fisheries at the time as a tech, then he became, eventually became a CO. His name was Ryan. He had a spoon on there, a green spoon with orange dots, probably a quarter ounce. And, Dave, this is through the ice at Collins Cove if he didn't just smack the daylights out of the bigger perch. Now, I tried it the other day with an owl's goldfish, which always catches fish no matter where. Through the ice, get them. Yet yeah, Dave, in that open water, the perch they were, they were hitting the fish bites, they were hitting the bloods. They, were, they would not touch that spoon. And yet, under the ice, I've seen them caught on spoons. That's the damnedest thing to me. You know they're aggressive, well, but like, they just backed off. They they didn't want to have anything to do Even oh, horror of horrors, we do this ice fish. Put a piece of bait on one of the small trebles. Still no touch.
9: You know they they eat what they want to eat when they want to eat. They're they are fish, but yeah, they've been pretty hungry. Um. And well, it's it's pretty much as far as natural baits. There ain't a whole lot, ain't a whole lot of variety around this time of year. Um, uh, The yeah, my my bloodworm man has been bringing them bringing them down from Maine and and keeping me supplied. I pretty pretty well. I got some nice jumbos, and I get when I get the regular worms. They yeah, they're not as big as I would like to see, but they're. But they're big enough for the perch. And, um,
1: and Dave, you have the you have the magic. You have the magic there. I saw some, I love you, Dee Marie. Did you check Dave's post? What you have minis or you had minis? What's the
9: deal? Are they all gone? You know, I, I I got minnows. They're yeah. yeah when, it, when the water, will, will, yeah, especially after that first cold, I think I think we're, we've had the same the last at least the last three years. We've had the same pattern. We get right yeah. You know, Right in the beginning of the you know, beginning of January, the end of December, we've had a cold, cold snap. mate turns everything, yeah, you know, make pretty much makes it look like it's the end of the world. And then and then we pops right back up, and we get we get a well, we yeah you know, we get a January thaw, but a little earlier than than you would think. And and these, I I think the minnows hadn't really settled into their. Winter so they they pop right up and i I've, I've been been catching them pretty good right here and I'm hearing a lot of guys a lot of guys hunting for for grass shrimp are you know they'll they'll find a pot of minnows somewhere and get get a couple nets full but the grass shrimp are missing in action.
1: Yeah, Dave, on the grass shrimp, you're right, they're missing in action. I saw a couple of guys over the past week down. What's that ocean drive or whatever between Ocean City and I guess Strathmere, uh, the, where the water's running under there, and It's always a good spot in that area for some grass shrimp. But uh, they were saying no go. I stopped there, no go. But the Achilles are around, and I'll tell you, people, they are a big perch bait. And they, you know, how we like to, we, we actually, when they're aggressive as they are, we put them on a mini, uh, little, I guess, 16th ounce jig head. With a little tiny size zero spinnerbait clip and just slow roll them and the
9: perch go bonkers. Yeah, well they're always always good for yeah good for the perch, the minnows and they, especially these little ones. Well, any way you get them get them in front of get them in front of them and and they will yeah they'll, they'll they'll get they'll get them they'll get them going that's for sure. And the perch and the grass shrimp have have really been tough. Um, I got I had one guy yesterday. Come in, he says. Oh, he'll get me some, and I, I got it. Well, I won't mention exact names, but you know who they are. <laughs> they, they, they run this um, meat wagon boat, and <laughs> yeah, they're they're pretty pretty tough crew. Oh yeah. And they, he says he'll find them. So if he brings me some today, I'll be real happy. But I ain't I ain't had any luck myself.
1: Yeah, I'm just saying the initials is GA. That's all I know. That's all I know. But, yeah, Dave, again, the, the gra- if you can get the grass, room, you get the killies, the bloodworms are no fail. And Dave, the Mullicas, um, you know, it's always a hot spot for the perch. We catch them as far up as – I used to catch them way up there by the Sweetwater Casino, but Crowley's Landing uh, is a pretty good spot. Again, Hay Road's always crowded, correct? Is that, like, the, the ground zero for the white perch?
9: Yeah, well, ground zero seems to be that hog island that is right across from from Hay Road, yeah, right across that—that's actually um, Clark Clark's Landing, and it should be a beautiful state or county park. And nobody wants to nobody wants to jump in there and give us a real recreation area, but that's a story for a different day. Right now, the fishing is good, and pretty much ground zero around that whole Hog Island area from mm-hmm. from the end of yeah, the mouth of Swan Bay up to um, up to the bridge at Lower Bank. Yeah, Lower Bank is hot. Also,
1: people. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, that little. Uh, what's that, Dave? That little. I, I saw you there once across the river. I mean, again, listen. The the channels on the other side. What's that little Green Bank State Park, Dave? Right there by that bridge. Whoa! Oh, that, are there are there know, some going, are there some perch there? Oh, are oh, there's some perch there.
9: <laughs> yeah, up there to 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 Green Green Bank. Now that usually, you know, from right now i got i got some theories as to why the area is so good but you're you're looking at you know the mixing of the you know, brackish fresh and brackish water and right in that lower bank area seems to be what holds what holds the perch and since you can't fish for them we can't mention it but holds a lot of a lot of stripers right this yeah. time of year and and they're they're not adverse to biting a perch hook, so remember, you right, got to put yeah. them back in the water, but they're a lot of fun.
1: Right, Dad, I was just going to ask you, and they're they're not all little small stripers either. I mean, a, blood, a bloodworm's a bloodworm, and listen, you're not targeting bass. I do want see how you're targeting bass. No, you're not. You're perch fish. You can't, well, technically, a white perch is a member of the bass family, maroon sexalis, whatever the Latin is. Bass, as in largemouth, smallmouth, they're basically sunfish family, so we'll clear that up right now. But, yeah, you're not targeting uh Stripers. Oh, sorry, I'm not targeting. Stri- I'm white perch fish. You can't help. Dave, what comes along now? Didn't you have a guy a couple of years ago that it was, I guess, the season that opened. It was in the spring after March first.
9: Didn't he get some thirty something plus inch bass on a perch rig? Oh, uh, they. I I heard some I heard some reports in the in the fall. Yeah, you know, guys guys catching over on the perch rig. I I had one. Yeah, you know, back when you could keep them. Yeah, you know, and it always gets a yeah you know, good or for good or for bad but it was legal, but you know came up they were yeah you know, there was a couple of those lower bank boys, and everything yeah you know, everything if it's legal, you know it's going in the boat, and that was he had a forty six inch i think you know just 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 shy of fifty pounds that came out came out of the river yeah and, and that was on a size six hook and He said he, he was up on the flats perch fishing. He said he actually seen the wake... The fin and the tail, flapping flapping across the shallows. And he said, well, wouldn't it be neat if that thing ate the line? And the next thing there, they went to the races. There it is. George on line, Captain Dave the
1: Rave Show of Seeker Bay Sports. Center are talking winter white perch with this thaw, with this uh, very moderate weather. The bite is on. Hey, Dave, I have to ask you a favor. we got to stay in for one more short segment, correct? I want to go over a couple more things with you regarding the uh, regarding the perch. And also want to talk a little about
9: summer flounder. You got some time? Yeah, always got time. I'm surprised I got, uh, I'm so busy this time of year, but I'd rather be busy, that's for sure. But we'll be on the radio. Okay, Captain Dave, stay right there. People, grab that cup, grab that rib. We'll be right
1: back. Captain Dave, show Talking perch.
0: WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station.
2: Come till NATO, It took 15 rounds of voting over the past week, but Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy did some bargaining with holdout conservatives and got enough votes to become elected House Speaker. He told the chamber early this morning, our system is built on checks and balances. It's time
4: for us to be a check. And provide some balance to the president's policies.
2: President Biden issued a statement congratulating McCarthy, saying he'll work with Republicans when he can. No winner in last night's Mega Millions jackpot, so upper grabs in Tuesday's drawing, billion. At Bushemi's convenience store in Michigan, staffer Elijah Couza says they're busy. When the big games get this high, that's when people that never play the lottery got to come in. Tuesday's pod is the third largest in U.S. history. America's listening to Fox News.
0: Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Overnight, under a partly mostly cloudy sky, chilly, low 39. Saturday, with intervals of clouds and sun, it'll be breezy, high 46. Some clouds, Saturday night, low near 40. Rather cloudy, Sunday, high 43. There could be a couple of showers of rain or rain briefly mixing with wet snow, Sunday night into early Monday. The rest of Monday, partly sunny, high 45. I'm Aki Wethers Kerr, on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P, WPG Talk Radio ninety five point five.
1: Yeah, back inside Rack and Fin Radio, with me Tom P. Weekend January seventh and January eighth. Man, after this, I am heading down to the Wildwood Fishing and Boating Expo there at the Convention Center. The show runs from nine today until five, and then tomorrow nine to two. Have um maybe flipping a coin here on which day on which day because we do have that uh, fur harvesters meeting up there in Ocean County regarding some resolutions that are going on. And they are, well, that's another, that's another story. We have Dave, the rave show. We're talking white perch. He's out of line right now. They want to wrap it up with a perch and then touch with you on, um, not so much the summer flounder. We can wait on that. Okay. Out there may possibly a uh, worst case scenario. Listeners going back to three at 18 inches in, uh, in Jersey for 2023. Some guys, and I love it that we're bitching and moaning. These guys are big flounder hunters. I get that. But they were far, far, far exponentially, like to the fourth, fifth, sixth degree, whatever you want to call that, uh, voiced and out, you know, outnumbered by those who like the uh, two seventeen to under eighteen and one over eighteen. Wow, people finally had some flounder to bring home to eat for dinner instead of throwing everything back, which you now half of them or more than half of them probably croaked. But anyway, Dave, uh, back to the perch real fast. Uh, some of your spots I mentioned, like Crowley's landing on a Mullica, another good spot right there. Listen, LFX at fifty or uh, was that yeah, 50 or 50 you going northbound on the garden state parkway coming north right there, that waste pad, I call it Scotty's pond. It's a massive landing road. Get off there. You can fish right on that little pier they made or farther down. It's the bass river. Okay. They made a nice little park there. There's some shoreline access. you can, really knock some perch dead there, but that one, and if you bring some hip boots, if you want to wait on that marsh on that meta there, uh, you'll have a good crack at perches, a little bottleneck at the top and they, they, they pour in there, but Dave, now yours, your fave spot on the mug, you mentioned Hay Road, anything in up seeking Creek yet? Cause we've caught some there as well.
9: Well, they were catching good. Well, all summer long, uh, there was plenty hanging off of my dock. If I, if I had to put a line in the water and I couldn't get out of the store, I just sneak down for a couple of minutes and I could get, get yeah get some nice sized fish and put yeah, put a couple in the pan if I wanted. But uh-huh. uh, and they they were down down by the by the Fonce Landing Road bulkhead there where they where they have their this that their famous uh, greenhead feeding station <laughs> uh, park that, that, that they built up there yeah, a big a big giant deck of. You know, Fifty feet back from the water, and nobody's figured that out. So they, the only thing you can do there is feed gnats in the spring and greenheads <laughs> in the summer. But, but, but it, there's some there's some rocks rock piles down there, and they were pulling loads and loads of perch off of the rock piles at the end of the bulkhead. And they there's that was up in into November pretty good. So I'm sure these these fish are somewhere's somewhere in this creek. Uh, just finding them is is a problem because you got to look for them and nobody comes up here. You know, you got a kayak. You There's a lot of water between new road and, and mill road where the dam is, where the, where the Absecan reservoir, which should be one of the freshwater hotspots in the South Jersey. But that's another story we'll talk about. Yeah, another let's talk about that. Yeah.
1: Hey, shout out to Rob the English. I think he's a pro staff wilderness kayak. One of the kayak companies he was a guest on Rackenfin back in the spring. He's a uh, he. We talk about a kayak guy. He is getting some big perch, big stringers of perch. shot to Robbie there, and then, I don't know if he's fishing your area, Dave, or not, but he's from a yak and he's doing it. Dave, let's uh, let's get to the bass right now. Again, listen. This the winter time is meeting time. The Atlantic States Marine Fisheries Commission and the Atlantic uh, Coastal States from Maine and North Carolina have scheduled hearings to gather input on draft addendum One to Amendment Seven, to the Atlantic Striped Bass Interstate Fishery Management Plan. But listen to this. Dave, is this a kick in the nuts or what? The draft of considers allowing voluntary transfers of striped bass ocean commercial quota between states that have ocean quota. New Jersey's hearing was back. It was last month on the 20th. Anyway, I got a note from the JCA. Please announce the Jersey Coast Anglers supports option A, the status quo. Commercial quota transfers are not permitted. Uh, You can email your comments Comments at asmfc org. The subject line: Stripe Bass Draft Addendum. one. people do it because Dave, as you said, uh, would not this be an avenue to yank the uh, bonus tag program from us?
9: Well, if if not to yank it, at least to cut us way way back. Uh, we did did have a um yeah did did see in print last 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 spring when they um, when they came up with the regulations for the bonus program for the year they they had print in print that, that 2001 would have been was the you know we used more bonus tags than ever and the bo- the bonus tags that were used were only 20% of the of the entire possibility so right. So if if commercial guys get a hold of yeah, I I know I know some people that say ah these bonus tags killing all these baby fish and that well guess what we're if the if these bonus tags go to the commercial fishermen, it's going to take eighty percent yeah uh I'd be eight times eight times what we've used. Yeah, what well, we've caught and tagged and taken home and had anglers had great dinners. Um, I had a few of them, and and it's know, yeah, definitely going. They're going to that's going to kill fish. Any any time yeah any time they they can catch them in the nets or however they catch them and sell them, they're going to sell every one that's possible. And yeah, you, know, you think yeah not commercial guys are great great guys for the most part, but but when you're dealing with money, if you can sell something. Usually they do, and yeah.
1: Yeah, and Dave, I don't understand this. Uh, You know, the fluke has been fine. Again, the recruitment is a little down from what I understand, but the, but the biomass is steady. They want to mess with the sea bass. Oh, a 10% cut there. Where, where's all this stuff coming from? Bad data, garbage in garbage. You have to quote Tom Foti, JCA Tom's due here in a couple of weeks. He's a uh, vacation out to a spot. Uh, will be unannounced, but he is chomping at the bit, man. To get back here. And they, and the sea bass, they're messing with porgies. The porgies are eating the paint off the bottom of the boats. Now they want to cut that. You know, keep the um, keep the minimum length. Don't up that, but cut the back. When there's more porgies, they know what to do with. Dave, I don't know this this marine management thing, the politics involved, the flawed data that's involved. How does – you never know when a shoe's going to drop, especially from your end as a tackle dealer and bait dealer. What do you do?
9: <laughs> well, you're looking at a crystal ball, <laughs> and if I had a crystal ball, it would tell me that. I would definitely be using it for seeing some, something other than – other than the fishing tackle, I'd be maybe maybe <laughs> looking where that world record was hanging and I'd be I'd be fishing right there. <laughs> well Captain Dave, thanks nah. for
1: joining us Hey Dave, do me a favor. Give me your uh if I were to go stop in money, get some bloods point me three uh three three perch areas, Dave. Three perch areas for Tom P on Monday. What do you got?
9: Well, we haven't mentioned a whole lot to Egg Harbor River and I I know you know that up that Tuckahoe. You know, yep. So all, Ooh, yeah. uh, I would I believe there's more there's I won't say more but the Egg Harbor Egg Harbor tributaries are probably the best bet but they're harder to get to even in the Mullica. Yeah, you know, these these rivers come through these salt marshes. And it, yeah, just getting yep. to the edge of them is is tough. Yeah, it, it ain't it ain't like you can drive up every couple of feet. It's yeah. It's, he he it's, said that, that for you my, can, he said that for my benefit, people.
0: <laughs>
9: yeah, well, you got you got them big feet. You can even keep those keep that that giant <laughs> frame up. And then if you do sink down, you still can you Your head will still be above the mud. <laughs>
1: Okay, Dave, listen, the, the egg harbors up. I like the, uh, it's not burning a spot. But I hate that a burning a spot. 611 right there in Corbin's, Tuckahoe, Corbin, or as they say, uh, Tuckahoe, Tuckahoe, Corbin City. You want perch, bada bing, a boom, right there. And David, the bite should stay on, uh, should stay hot. I'm thinking, uh, pun intended, at least another week or so until another weather change. You don't know what that brings. But listen, the perch are out there. Get your freshwater tackle out. A lot of fun and great eating. Remember, as Dave said, any bass you catch, any stripers must go back. The backwaters are closed until March 1st, which reminds me, Dave, I'm looking at the calendar now. You are to win for, will be, Dave, our 20th annual opening week striper show. You got that? You marked that down, Show.
9: Oh, I got it marked down. I got it. I'm looking for. I'm looking for a big, big shot this year. I think. I I'd, I'd like to. I'd like to figure even a a better, bang up way to open up the, the stripe bass new year. And maybe maybe I'll, maybe we can think, put our heads together and get something going. We'll
1: get something going, Dave. Uh, listen, yeah, I have a. Uh, I I told Judy. The lovely Judy, Dave's uh beautiful wife too. Make sure Sugar bites Dave on the ass the night before to remind him that he has to come into the studio <laughs> that first that first Saturday of March. Well, Dave, you take care. Best of Judy and Kevin and uh we'll see you soon. Okay. Yeah, whoa, 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 all whoa, whoa, all whoa, t- whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, You 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 think you'll have any Killies left Monday or any bloods?
9: Oh, I'll have I'll have Killies and the bloods were going out so fast I'm I'm waiting for my my load right now. I'm standing outside, and but he he's supposed to be almost here. He I interrupted him this morning. I said, man, I need him quick, and so he so he put that, he was cooking breakfast, and he <laughs> said he's jumping right in the truck and coming down. And I I thought he'd be here by as long as we've been talking, but he'll be here. He's been he's been really reliable, and the worms have been pretty good. At, okay, okay, at okay my, like I said, don't get sticker
1: shock. <laughs> I, 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 I don't worry about that, man. I just need some perch in the pan. We'll see you Monday, Davey. Take care, brother.
9: Okay, thank you.
1: Yeah, light tackle fun and good eating and the regs. Well, we have some shows lined up February in March. People are going to go crazy. You don't know what's happening on the saltwater inshore front. You just don't know. Be right back. and Fin Radio.
0: WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station.
5: The New Jersey Transit Police Department reminds you that we all need to work together to keep our transit system safe. Report suspicious activity to the New Jersey Transit Police Department at 1-888-TIPS-NJT or text your report to NJTPD. Your attention is our most valuable asset. If you ride the train or bus or if you live or work near a station, be alert and aware of your surroundings. If something doesn't feel right, it probably isn't. Report any suspicious activity that you see or encounter to the New Jersey Transit Police Department at 1-888-TIPS-NJT or text your report to NJTPD. New Jersey Transit urges you to help us keep our transit system safe and reminds you that we all need to work together and be aware of our surroundings. Once again, to report suspicious activity to the New Jersey Transit Police, dial 1-888-TIPS-NJT or text your report to NJTPD. Together, we. Can can keep our transit system safe.
2: We get it. You're not going to work just anywhere. You're smart, ambitious, and you want to help others. You want a place where you can thrive, feel fulfilled, and have an opportunity for growth, all while making an incredible living. Right now is the perfect time to join the team at Town Square Media as a marketing consultant. Join one of the fastest-growing digital companies in America, where you get to help build client solutions with real local influencers and sell brands like TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube. If this sounds exciting to you, let's have a conversation. Our comp package is amazing with unlimited earning potential, including base salary, mobile phone, auto expense, 401k match, trip incentives, and more. If you're competitive, driven, and have the ability to communicate great ideas, we'd like to hear from you. With digital advertising expected to double over the next three years, the timing could not be better. Reach out to Mike Rubel, Market President, at 609-910-5249 or visit careers.townsquaremedia.com. Townsquare Media is an equal opportunity employer.
0: Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P., WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: And then over this week on Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Don't forget, today and tomorrow, down at the Wildwood Convention Center, the Wildwood Fishing and Boating Expo, 45,000 square feet. The facility is packed. There's no more room for exhibitors. You have eight boat dealers, tackle dealers, everything and anything to do with fishing and boating is there. Joining us on the line right now, he's waiting to open. He's wired, fired, otherwise inspired is Jerry Vessels, show promoter, And owner, and he is there on site right now a couple hours early, but when you have a show like this going on, people, you must be there. Jerry, how's it going? Tommy P., what's happening, brother, man? We are packed and stacked. We're ready to open these doors any second, and I'm telling you, we are so pumped up here. We got 43 boats inside, 100 other vendors. We...
9: Tommy, this,
1: this place is going to explode. Listeners, $7 adults, uh, $3 for youngsters, six to thirteen. Now uh, youngsters under six free. And free parking. Jerry, we're gonna we're gonna try to get down there today, if not today, tomorrow. But you'll hear me you, Jerry, you, you see my size. You'll hear the ground shake. You'll hear the floor <laughs> shake when Tom P is in the house. Okay, Jerry, good luck, man. We'll see you one of these days. Thanks, brother. Can't wait to see you and D. Marie. Okay. Thanks, man. buddy. Yep. See ya. But don't forget the perch. And don't forget the deer, that perch bite should last. Deer season goes until winter bow, until the 31st. Plenty of things to do. With it. Oh, yeah, squirrel and rabbit, predator seasons are open. Winter is a wonderful time. God bless America. God bless the troops. God bless our first responders and law enforcement. See you next week. Rack and Finn Radio.